Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Talk Tuners, and welcome to episode 10. Hi, Talk Tuners. <laughs> we are happy to have you guys. We can't really believe it that we made it to 10 episodes, but we're very excited. Yeah. Uh, as usual, I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, hey, I'm Stephanie Benya. Yeah, Big 10, dude. That's crazy. It's crazy, and I'm really proud of us. Girl. All you, all you. All no, you. no, not at all. I'm so proud of us. Like we did it. We're so consistent. Yeah. I know we thank have. Thank you guys some... for coming back. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being consistent with us. We have some exciting news mm-hmm. on the horizon about the podcast to share with you. Oh my God, we're so excited. We can finally share some really great news. Some great news. And we can finally share it with you, Talk Tuners. We've been waiting a little bit. But it's really, really exciting. Do you want to share it, Stephanie? Yes, I'll take it. So, hey, guys. Now we are part of the Pantheon Network. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. We've joined the PodFam. Great, great network for music podcasts. We're absolutely thrilled. And we're joining some great company. We listen to all you guys' fellow podcasts, uh, Pantheon Podcasters. And uh, just to be able to join with some fellow music nerds, we're absolutely beyond words thrilled. So happy to share it with you guys today. Yes, I'm popping champagne as we speak. But uh, in other news, I know you and I are both uh, pretty excited to actually be physically in the same city at the same time very soon. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because it is such a rarity. My God, Steph, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. Not Um, in the flesh, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thank God for technology, right? Of course, we're, we are definitely in sync because we do this podcast, but having us in the same room is going to be quite special. So we're going to do our best to get some fresh material for you guys and maybe even record. Um, we had teased about a live session, but I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, you know, but uh, I'm excited, Stephanie. It's going to be great. And it'll be awesome to get away from this horrific weather in San Antonio right now. Oh my God. Welcome to perfect SoCal weather, my friends. Welcome Woo! to perfect SoCal weather. <laughs> Can't wait. We're excited Can't to have you. Yes. So super random and thinking about California, big stars, whatnot. Um, yesterday on Hulu, I saw 
the Queen, Whitney Houston's superstar show. Mm -hmm. um, and that is new to ABC. It's going to be different episodes. I believe the next episode airs next Wednesday and it's on Kobe Bryant. But this first yeah. one was on Whitney Houston. And, you know, I definitely recommend all these listeners to check it out. So, you know, who watches TV live these days? I know I don't. So I saw the, the re-recording. It's on Hulu. It's on demand. So good. So sad. Um, you know, for those that do not know about Whitney Houston, you really do need to go and um, look her up and enjoy her beautiful, angelic voice. Such an icon. And, you know, her passing so tragic. And you know what really gets me, Stephanie, is that I was a big fan, or I am. I am a fan of New Edition, and that's where Bobby Brown, her former husband. So for those that do follow Whitney Houston, know her life. She had a really uh, troubled relationship with her ex-husband, uh, Bobby Brown. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you make your own decisions. But it's like, man, they could have been such a powerhouse rather than bringing each other down. And Totally. Um, it just makes me sad, dude. Totally. And she's just such an amazing talent. I've always been such a fan of in particular, her eighties work specifically mm -hmm. the Quincy Jones produced work, which is yeah. not only timeless, but it's almost like you hear it at every bar and place that you're at. There's some Whitney. Oh my God. Course of the yes. night. It's, I would say typically I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, both of those self-titled albums. Yeah. But she's so, so good. Her work lives on. And uh, no, I'll never forget that day uh, of hearing the news that she left us. Yeah. It's such a, just a ginormous talent. Absolutely. And, you know, it's crazy. So watch the documentary because it just doesn't focus on the tragedy. So it really gives you a good, um, you know, feeling for her background. I had no idea that her mom was a singer. So, I mean, I got enlightened. Um, she is from New York. I yeah. didn't know that. So, um, she's from Newark, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, like her godmother was like Aretha Franklin. What the fuck? <laughs> How cool is that shit? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it's, it's crazy because they, you know, they talk about how she was around such, uh, you know, celebrity and fame, but she grew up very humble and yeah. she didn't want that. Um, but yeah, guys, watch the Whitney Houston Superstar series. So, I'm, you know, they're going to be bringing up some more musicians. So maybe we'll talk about, um, it'll give us some, uh, Chris for the mill. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. I just had a brain fart guys. Sorry. Chris for the future mill. No, she's amazing. And yeah, the more music history that's brought to light, the better, really. So good. Such a talent. And we lost her so soon, but today we're here to talk about even more incredibly so as usual today we have our personal stories tied with music and we have a bunch of history fun facts for you too and as you may know podcast tagline we have stories to tell these are the songs you want to forget but love to remember it's our soundtrack and probably yours too so we're here to give you some good grist for your mill and we hope you Absolutely. enjoy it stephanie i honestly think that this is like the epitome of our tagline, this song. I, I for me personally, this is like it. This is yeah. a good one. So can't wait to to share our knowledge and our stories. So let's kick it. Yeah, what we're about to talk about today really does epitomize our tagline. 
Today we're going to be talking about Hotel California from the Eagles. If you don't know what that song is, you do know what it is because it's played somewhere you've been. A restaurant, a bar, the mall, I don't know, the grocery store, maybe even your dentist office, but you've heard it. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And it was such an interesting time for the Eagles uh, when they had recorded this. Their, it was their previous album they were coming off of. It was called uh, One of These Nights, 1975. And they'd had three top 10 singles from that album and they were huge. It's time in the seventies. You have to remember that, uh, the recording, um, association had to invent a platinum certification for them. They didn't even have that, but they, really? yeah, they invented it for the Eagles because they were selling in those numbers. So set the wow. scene, the context of how big. Yeah. The Eagles were at that time, and they're still all over classic rock radio. You really Damn. can't miss them, but at mm -hmm. that time, they were, you know, they were everywhere and everything. So, Hotel California, wow. yeah, it's fascinating. They were, uh, I think, got along sporadically, as seems to be the theme for some of the people <laughs> that we've talked about. Okay. But uh, this particular album, Hotel California, was their follow up album to one of these nights. And it broke all the previous records, basically. Wow. And this album is one of actually the top 10 selling albums in the U.S. of all time to this I day. I not know that. That's yeah. cool. That is cool. Awesome. Wow. To this day. Yeah. So they really did. They set out to be like, oh, we got to break the mold. And they kind of did. But yeah. uh, so it's a, yeah, it's an interesting album. And for the song itself, Up to California, um, as Pena said, it's everywhere. It's hard to even escape. And I think there's been a number of interpretations over the years mm -hmm. what the song's about. Uh, but Glenn Fry, the late Glenn Fry, had said, we decided to create something strange just to see if we could do it. <laughs> kind of sums it up. <laughs> kind of yeah. sums up the song if you think about it. There's sure. been, I think it's like over the course of the years, people have been like, oh, this is just... The song is a drug trip in real time or whatever, but it's not mm -hmm. quite that straightforward. It's not quite that easy. It's, you know, these over the top images, which was pretty typical of that time, but they've sure. been asked, as you can imagine, so many forums over the years. And I would say the different members of the band have even had different answers, but it was written by Don Felder, Don Henley and Glenn Fry together. And has Don Henley has said, uh, this is about the dark underbelly of the American dream. It's about excess. It's about narcissism. It's about the music business. It can have a million interpretations. Well, damn Fair. Henley. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. He Super decided fun. he wasn't, yeah, you could tell he'd been asked a few times, probably wasn't super interested on going down that road again. But hey guys, when you create a song, it's everywhere. Yeah, they're gonna, gonna get questioned. Be asking you about it. And sure. yeah, it's a fascinating song. Don Felder had kind of uh, drummed up the bones of this song mm. as they were 
creating it and in that process. And for a number of reasons, it was almost called Mexican reggae. I'm just going <coughs> to... What? Yeah, exactly. We're just going <laughs> to talk about why. But they had said, oh, there's some Latin style percussion in here too. There was a, in our demo, we had a horn-like sustained note lines all over a simple 4-4 drum machine pattern. And this wow. is from... Uh, this is from Don Henley talking about it. He said, I think I was driving down Benedict Canyon Drive at night, maybe even North Crescent Drive, adjacent to the Beverly Hills Hotel. First time I heard the piece in a demo, and I thought, this is potential. I think we could make something of it. And then Glenn, Glenn Fry piped in and said, we think this is electric, electric Mexican reggae. Wow, what a nice synthesis of styles. And it became the song's working title during their early sessions. Um, okay, I just need to metabolize that for a sec. <laughs> what the fuck? Electric Mexican reggae. Okay, these bitches were awesome. Serious drugs. Serious drugs. We're gonna go back to the 70s. We know LSD, the psychedelics, all that shit was there. I get it. Yeah, no. I got one word for my people as a Mexican-American woman to describe my sentiment on electric Mexican reggae. Nombre. No, no, and that's all I gotta say. Thank God. Wow, Steph, that is some that is some special trivia right there. I, yeah, wow. so I was uh, baffled, and then I knew you would have no. something to say about this. And it's such a, uh, it just feels like a weird, it's a tripped out thing to say, too. So they must what be like, roots? Uh, what Latin roots are in there? Like I don't hear it. Maybe. I don't. I mean, honestly, I, I... <laughs> I've never heard that. Maybe the demo tapes are out there now, but I've never heard them. So I don't know. Okay. Like, oh, early version had something different. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't follow reggae um, as much as I should. I appreciate the genre, but I'm still yet to see a Mexican artist do reggae. But may, whatever. I just don't know. I didn't know that there was a subset of Mexican reggae. Is this some shit? Right? That the, maybe there is now. Right. But. Okay, maybe there is. Fair enough, because we all get together, we we collaborate, we mix, and that's the beauty of music, right? But really, Henley, really, Frey, electric <laughs> Mexican reggae, what's up? Nombre. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Okay, no mas. <laughs> and I can't, I can't unsee it now that I know that that was the working title. I know I'm just going to be like, <laughs> every time this plays, next time in the grocery store or whatever it is, be like, mm -hmm. all right, Mexican reggae. So wow. that was, I don't know. I've learned a lot of just, I don't know. I consider myself pretty well versed in kind of assorted areas of music history. That's the sure. first time in researching this that I learned this. I'd never heard that little. I, I've never before. heard of this. Okay. This is subgenre. Brand, <laughs> brand new factoid from the Eagles and their process. Thought listeners would be interested in that. Okay. So I want to know how they were like, this is what we want to call it. And who the person was like, Hey guys, nah, this ain't a good idea. It's great. It is so <laughs> well, I there was to know the whole story. There was a, um, they'd hashed out lyrics. I think after it was a uh, very early times with the demo, they basically uh. had chord progressions, that type of thing. And, um, yeah, had gone through a little bit of a different process once they fleshed things out lyrically 
which is of course, yeah, you listen to the lyrics of the song. Yeah, it's a it's a weird song as they all kind of were in the 70s, I guess. Sure. Yeah, it's just the time. Look at it like that. But it's funny too that they were just like, well, maybe we'll release it that way. Would have been a very different album to be <laughs> named something like that. I think Jesus. people would not have known what to do with it. But a lot to personally unpack here. A lot to personally wow. unpack. Um, wow. And I know we all, we both have kind of our own associations mm-hmm. with this song too. And it's always been funny to me. I think it's one of those that's famous enough that it has uh, its ability to kind of be everywhere, but also be associated with everything. And I'll say that uh, this music has, this song in particular has always reminded me actually of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They're both trapped. Yeah, both trapped in a weird Mm -hmm. castle-like structure that you can't get out of. Yeah. Um, Lyrics like up ahead in the distance saw a shimmering light. Remind me of there's a light over the Frankenstein place. There's um, you can check out anytime you like, but you could never leave. Exactly what happened to Brad and Janet. Um, Damn it. You know? Nice. And uh, stab them with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Also, you know, big theme of the movie. And that the lyrical reference is actually um, a reference to Steely Dan in reality. But to me, there's every time I heard this song, Uh it was kind of like, wow, maybe this was just a theme of the 70s, like kind of mm-hmm. trapped in an existential something. But uh, the song itself came out in 1976. Rocky Horror Show in London was earlier in uh-huh. the 70s, but Rocky Horror Picture Show movie came out uh-huh. in 77. Maybe both borrowed from each other thematically over the sure. years. Who knows? Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people were on a lot of drugs in exactly. 70s. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's cool though. I've never paralleled the two. So that's really awesome. Um, thanks for that. That's it's really great. My weird associations, but you should write an article about that stuff. Okay. You really should. Okay. That's cool. I like that. That'd be perfect for like Halloween. So I yeah, just, I'm going to put you to work. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> I All think right. that'd be fun. I think get to great. researching that. Get to researching that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, for me, Hotel California, well, um, I'm not going to talk. I have a personal story that I'm going to share, but I'm going to talk about some other associations um, as I've gone through uh, life living the song. I'm going to be honest, y'all. I don't like the song. I get why it's popular, okay? Let me just preface it. I understand why it's popular. I get it. I just don't like it, okay? To each their own. So one of the things, one of the shows that I, um, you know, outside of music, I really enjoy horror. And, um, and as far as television goes, American Horror Story, for me, it was hit or miss as certain seasons, but the hotel season with Lady Gaga, she was like a vamp, a vampress, a vampire Uh. badass. That was super cool. And it had, um, Hotel California in it. It was in the first episode. And I was like, this is so perfect. It created this, uh, feel that you knew, you know, craziness is going to happen like in any American Horror Story, um you know, show uh, episode. And it was really cool. And that actual hotel, just another side note, because I'm a horror geek and I like 
paranormal, like supernatural, like all the dark shit. It was actually um, some of the influence for this particular show um, was about the Cecil Hotel. So for those that don't know what the Cecil Hotel is, it is a very famous old hotel in Los Angeles that has have a lot of criminal activity and supernatural. And it was one of uh, Robert Rodriguez, who was a night stalker. That was like, you know, he'd go out and hang there. You know, it was like, you know, just a couple of nights, you know, after he does his madness and craziness, um, he he had been spotted coming to the Cecil Hotel to, you know, get a good night's sleep after his crazy work. Yeah, so Ooh. that place is like the epitome of evil. But yeah, and so I was going to throw that in there. Did you, uh, you knew that I lived two blocks away from the Cecil, right? No. See, no, I did. Because now I'm like, if I would have known that, Stephanie, two years ago when I saw you, I'm like, let's go check it out. But now, because I, I kind of want to do that. Can we do that when you're there? <laughs> we can, yeah. No, a couple friends have wanted to. It's like, oh, yeah, we're right downtown. And I feel like yeah. it became popular with the Netflix series. And before that, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, here's this place that you avoid because everybody right. knows it's batshit insane. Yeah. And you yep. don't want to get near it. And it's there. Yeah. There's history that yeah, vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's history. The series doesn't even touch, honestly. Oh um, yeah. I mean, it's too gruesome. I mean, pretty, shit. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy, but uh, yes. Suffice to say, tell Cecil, watch out. Yeah. So we're going to have to go. So anyway, guys, that'll be a good story. <laughs> I'll be in LA in a couple of days. We're going to go check out the Cecil. Um, but if you watch the Netflix, uh, you know, documentary on it. I mean, it's gone through so much revamping of, you know, makeovers is what I want to say, just makeovers. And so um, I just want to see it. I ain't trying to hang out, but I just want to say, hey, have fun in it because I like horror. I like dark shit, but, you know, the real deal, I don't need to be around that. It's real. Don't need to see it. I like fantasy. So Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, but back to back to the Eagles. So, um, you know, just as a horror fan, again, as a horror fan, as a music fan, I thought that that song was so perfect for that um, for that particular show. Um, also, I just want to mention, ironically, I don't like that song, but one of my favorite songs is Voice of Summer by Don Henley. remake in 2003 i liked it just because i enjoy um any occasion to kind of bring that song back i feel like henley's solo catalog in particular Uh is just very good about for lack of a better term kind of like strumming nostalgia in the right place like he's really good at that if you look at some of his other stuff too Mm -hmm. but i've always been a really big fan of this song and it was uh as listeners may or may not know co-written by mike campbell who, of course, is fame in Mike and the Mechanics and in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. Mike Campbell's an amazing talent in the industry and has written many, many songs. And he got really, I think this is one of his biggest, actually. And he's fantastic. And I'm a big, big fan. Folks might remember Mike and the Mechanics from mm-hmm. The Living Years, Silent Running, All I Need is a Miracle. And huge in the 80s, but great partnership 
with Henley on that one. Yeah, that's a classic, y'all. I mean, like, that, there's something about that song. It gives me some type of feeling. I can't really explain it. But it, it I just love that song. Love it, love it. Oh, it's so amazing. Again, I may not like Hotel California, but um, I have much respect for the Eagles, Don Henley, and they are talented musicians. So, all right, you ready for story time, Stephanie? Yeah, I know you got your own personal story around <laughs> Hotel California, and Lord knows we love to hear it. <laughs> all right, guys, so picture it. Now I'm going to sound like the Golden Girls, right? Estelle Getty, picture it. Um, it's like, it was my sophomore year in college. I got my first apartment um, out from, I wasn't staying, uh, there was a bunch of apartments near campus, but I decided to go uh, to South Austin and there was a bunch of collegiate apartments there and I got like a little townhouse. It was pretty cute. Um, Myers would come and hang out with me a lot. And this was probably 2000, 2001 or something like that to that, to that effect. Um, and so did you like, do you remember the little townhouse? It was cute, right? I do because it had, yeah, right. It was dual level, which is kind of Mm -hmm. rare for college kids to have, you know, something. Yeah, I got fancy. Fancy, yeah. Yeah, super fancy. Well, so check it. It was finals time. At that time, I was stellar at a 4.0 and I was super stressed and I wanted to keep that 4.0. It's incredible. I can't believe I did that shit. But anyway, <laughs> that, that didn't last, girl. That didn't last. I'm glad I graduated. So, <laughs> anywho, um, I was studying for finals and I was like, okay, um, I'm going to just, you know, kick back in my apartment and cram. Well, my neighbor next door was jamming this song on repeat. On repeat, people. Holy shit. And I'm like, and I'm still a little timid. Like I'm not one to bring it, you know, to like start conflict. I'm like, you know, cause I'm all about, Hey, cause I like to jam my music and I know that, you know, I may like some taste that my neighbors may not. We just live, get along, get over it. Right. Um, we're all people live your life. However, when you are playing this song on repeat, I'm going to go fucking crazy cause I'm just not a fan. So rather than being mature about it and just being like, hey, neighbor, can you please just turn it down? You know, I'm studying right now. Um, I started throwing things at the wall that was connected, that connected our apartments together. So like I was throwing dishes, sunglasses, books, all sorts of shit. Like what the fuck, Stephanie? I look back and I'm like, I'm like, no Hotel California. And I'm just like, fuck California. But anyway, it's too funny, right? I mean, oh my God. I don't know if it was because I was just, I mean, think about the other factors going on in my life. I was a super stressed. I'm like, God, I have this 4.0. Now I got this douche who keeps playing Hotel California over and over again. I'm, I'm trying to study advertising. Okay. A big deal. That time I was an advertising major. So I don't try to learn anthropology. So whatever. The neighbor came over, right? Uh, to see if I was okay. I'm like laughing. Because, like, oh, I mean, I probably look crazy, but we became friends. And Steph, you actually met the neighbor, and I forget the people's name, but, you know, they were, you know, they weren't college students. They weren't college students. They they actually had, like, a, a cat that would just be, like, the apartment cat. Um, so <laughs> they were nice people. But um, I just always associate Hotel California with insanity. And if we circle back to your um, you know, your assessment of Hotel California and it's parallel to Rocky Horror, that's insanity. Hotel yeah, right? California makes you go insane. Maybe so. Maybe there's something deeper here. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. there is something there. Maybe if you played it backwards, it would have a secret. <laughs> yeah, like everybody did in the 70s. They love to play their yeah. songs backwards, see what they could find. Um, Do it. I got to add here, too, that isn't it um, that your neighbors were notorious for like getting drunk and playing the song on repeat because to yeah. me, that's even funnier to be like, where's my brain going? As soon as I get wasted, I need to play the Eagles on repeat at top volume so that my neighbors can hear it. Like who the fuck does that? Right. I mean, these people were just like, they were hippies. They were just normal. Like, I mean, they were probably in their late twenties, you know, I was in my early twenties. They were young. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I mean, they were in Birkenstocks, they're fucking dropping acid. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they seem like just normal people, but there's something about that song. So I'm telling you, dude, oh like, my this God. Is not, it's just kind of coming to me. I'm coming to the realization as you share your insight on the song and my insight on the song, we're going to have to play that song backwards. I bet you anything, it's evil. I bet you anything, it's evil. Oh my God. On top of that, on top of that. So when I got <laughs> adult Stephanie, when I got into music and I was doing uh, production and I was helping out security logistics and ops, um, I worked ACL 2010 and they headlined that festival. Oh, oh the Eagles headlined that festival, you're saying? Yes, they really? did. The Eagles headlined and I was dreading day three. So back in the day when ACL was smaller, you'd have your Friday, Saturday, and Sunday would be just, the only, it was only one weekend and Sunday was the headliner, right? So I was dreading Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Oh my God, no. Um, so again, I'm working ops and security logistics and we had a trailer and I hid in the trailer for their entire set. And I prefaced everyone. I was like, listen, I really fucking hate the Eagles. Well, I don't hate the Eagles. I hate Hotel California. I know they're going to play. It's probably going to be the first one. I don't hate the Eagles, but I can't do it. It just puts me in a bad mood. And day three of ACL, when you're in that lifestyle, when you're living that music life, you are exhausted. I mean, you're going like 20 hour days. I'm not fucking around. I mean, 20 hour days, you're out in the fucking sun. It, and I'm like, this is the last thing I need. So like, I, I think about my mindset back when I was studying for finals and I was all crazy and now I'm working my ass off. I'm all crazy. That song's in this, I don't know. I might explode. That song just might drive me over the edge. So I literally put a sign on the door. Like do not open unless they are, they're, they're going to unleash a beast. They don't want me. Everybody knew. I kind of like told my crew, telling people like, just be cognizant and be, be kind to me during that set, please. And of course, doing security, most of folks are out in the field, right? But there are going to be some people that need to be behind stage to do et cetera, et cetera, because it's operations. So I was like, just, just please, let's just not chat. Let's just not keep the door open while the Eagles are doing their set, because just for my own sanity, last day of ACL, thank God I'm so fucking alive. I've only had probably like eight hours total. I've literally bled on Zilker Field. Please just do me this solid. If you want to get paid, I'm joking. I'm joking. I had no control over people's paychecks, but. You don't want to um, bring back those memories by being like, oh man, this is all going to come back to me while I'm sitting here working. Yeah, that was crazy. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Eagles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? And I hope people left you alone for it then. Yeah, I think after that, particular festival, I really earned my badge of this bitch is serious. Like, 
Because I'm a very friendly person, but it was like, oh, yeah, like, Steph belongs in operations. Like, she can hold it down. So that was like, yeah. That's yeah. funny. People just kind of figured it out after that point and be like, look, here's what I need from you just for this song. Exactly. From one music lover to another music lover, because it sounds bizarre to be like so like have so much emotion with a song. But you get it, Steph. I, I mean, and music lovers on the line, they get it. There are just some songs you love, want to hate, love to remember. They bring yeah. up, this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. And they bring back, it's like a flood of memories you didn't even know you had, you know? Yeah. And then now I'm intrigued because I really think it's evil. So I'm <laughs> Right? Now there's more at play here. There's more at play. Oh my gosh. And are these guys still touring, right? Yeah, the Eagles are still doing it up. I think um, they did. And they had, I know, a pre-COVID tour. Um, yeah. And I feel like maybe now it's on pause, but they um, had gotten sure. back together. And this was, it's funny because over the years too, it's like when they initially broke up, they'd said never again. And then they got back mm -hmm. together for the Hell Freezes Over tour yes. and album, which was um, also huge. They charted all over the place in the 90s with that. And then they yeah. actually said no again, and then they got back together again. And that was literally, you know, beginning of 2020. Um, mm -hmm. So I know that they're doing more again. So, you know, I guess once folks are kind of fated to be together, they, they find a way to find a way to get back. They do. Absolutely. Fate will find a way. That is Enough. the truth. That is the truth. And my fate's going to take me to the Cecil Hotel. I hope I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you leave that one. Yeah, I'm nervous. Check out anytime you like, and you can never leave. Ooh, spooky. Halloween's coming, y'all. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. It's still August. Let's calm down. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, in. Yeah. Support. <laughs> All right. Well, man, this is uh, this is definitely um, this is good chat. Oh my gosh, love it. Yeah. I feel like we I feel like we kind of ran the gamut and learned a lot, but you know, we all have our own experiences with this song. So you know. God bless the Eagles. Thanks for putting it out in the pop culture zeitgeist, guys. Absolutely. I mean, I know you guys have have to have an Eagles story too, or have some type of, you know, uh, you know, fond memory of this song, or you know, maybe a funny memory like me. <laughs> um, please email us. Email us at stephanietalktunes at gmail.com. Reach out to us on any of our social platforms. That's at Stephanie's Talk Tunes on IG, FB, and TikTok, and at Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. So yes. reach out, let us know, because I have a friend who is a diehard Eagles fan. And again, I get it. They're great musicians. It's just a song, y'all. It's just a song. <laughs> Don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. This is just my song. Um, and then also, y'all, for those folks that have, uh, you know, left uh, a couple of, uh, you know, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you so much for those who've done it. And if you haven't, please do. That helps us. We want to keep coming back and making every episode better. So please engage with us. We want to talk. We want to hear what you have to say. It's not all about us. I think Stephanie would agree. Yeah. Yeah. We want to continue to hear from you guys. And thank you for reaching out to us on social. Thank you for reaching out to us where you find us, email, etc. And please stay tuned because we're here and good Lord, do we ever have more to talk about? So gratitude for all of you talk tuners, gratitude for all of you. Absolutely. Bye talk tuners. And see you next episode. Peace.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.